This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Phoenix, Arizona, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for June 27th, episode 1962, brought to you by Horselovers.com. Good morning, Horse World. Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 what day is it, Mike? (laughs) Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. That's right, it's Hump Day with your horses in the morning hosts, Jamie That Girl Jennings and Glenn the Geeky Pony Guy. Wednesday, I guess. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. If you were here on Monday, you heard Leslie going over the possibilities of who might make the eventing WEG team in Tryon here coming up in a few weeks. And they announced it yesterday. So the USEA and the USEF have announced that uh, the following people will be on the US, the Land Rover U.S. eventing squad for WEG. And that is Philip Dutton on his 10-year-old, how do you say that, Jamie? Zanger sheet. Uh, it's a, I was actually pretty surprised that this was the horse that they chose, considering he just did his first four star. Philip Dutton and Z, the Zanger Shield. It's a Zanger Shield, I think. Uh, gelding owned uh, by. Gosh, nobody owns their own horse anymore. And no, why would you if you were in the upper level? Right. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> this is owned by like five different people. Uh, but it, so uh, Philip Dutton will be riding Z. Lauren Kiefer, as expected, will be riding Vermiculus. Uh, that's I would have gone with um, Veronica, but I mean, I you know. know, who knows? I don't know why. Uh, Maybe Veronica's not, you know, it all goes on health and they, they go through this. Before you're picked for the team, they actually take the horses in and do a vet checkup like you've never seen before. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe this horse vetted a little better. Who knows? No. What's interesting about Vermiculus yeah. is Vermiculus is an Anglo-Arab. So so thoroughbred Arabian gelding is on the World Equestrian Games eventing team. That's pretty cool. Do you think that uh, that'll be the only one on any eventing team in Anglo-Era? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, is there like uh, horses common. coming in from the desert? Yeah, it's not common. <laughs> Marilyn Little will be riding Scandalous. Uh, that's an Oldenburg mare owned by Jacqueline Mars. Jacqueline Mars also owns Lauren Kiefer's horse. Uh, Boyd Martin is riding. Okay, how do you say that? Sets her leg. Sets her leg. And that's an 11 year old Trikaner gelding. And then Lynn Szymanski's riding. The only thing Lynn Szymanski rides is Donner. So, uh, and that's owned by a syndicate. So we have a Zenger Shield, an Anglo Arabian, an Oldenburg, a Trikaner, and a Thoroughbred. Yeah, it is Isn't a variety that pack. Just, eventing <laughs> is the coolest sport in the world. Just every horse can do it. It's just amazing. That's so cool. I'm so happy. So uh, cool. On the reserve list. So if any of those horses come up uh, unsound before the WAG, then they'll choose from this following list. I'm not going to go over all the horses. I'll just read the names of the riders. Well, Coleman has two. Philip Dutton has an extra. 
Uh, and Liz Holiday Sharp, who's our host of the Eventing Radio Show, is in there. Uh, Lauren Kiefer has an extra. Kim Severson, Lynn Szymanski, Sharon White. So it's all names that we've seen many, many, many times before. I don't think there's any surprises on the list. No. And uh, that's coming up. It is like 70 days away from the World Equestrian Games. There are still tickets. I checked uh, this morning because we were doing the WEG show, and it looks like there's tickets available for everything still. So Mm -hmm. even eventing and cross-country and the whole thing. So, uh, And there will be massive TV coverage here. We learned that a little while back. So if you're not going, you'll be able to watch it Is it still the problem with nobody has anywhere to stay? Yeah, staying is still a problem. I can't tell you how many people have asked to bunk on our floor in the house we rented. So, and have they? Are they? Uh, yeah, I think we're going to be getting some air mattresses and just doing that. It's, it is. Uh, some of the the pl- people are staying an hour and a half away. Uh, yeah, that makes for a long day. You drive for an hour and a half in the morning to get there, and then an hour and a half. And if you're coming for three or four days in a row, that makes for a long day. You're not going to be doing anything else, that's for sure. Are you um, going to make money at the end of this, on this house you rented? <laughs> no. Uh, we probably will about break even with our advertising. But no, it was expensive. You know, we paid. No, I mean, but all the people that want to, I charge everybody for sleeping on your floor. Yeah, no, we still will not. (laughs) It's expensive. When you rented a house near there, it's expensive. That's the problem. Some of the teams have had to increase their budgets because they always stay at farms nearby too. And of course, everybody. Do you want to talk about who who recently asked to sleep on your floor? No, that's okay. Okay. We won't talk about that. Um, But anyway, Jemmy is here, and she's going to tell us what's coming up on today's show. On today's show, in our weekly horse health report, guest Dr. Sharon May Davis comes on to discuss all you need to know about the hidden C6, C7 malformation that's bringing horses down. Jamie and Glenn review a couple of fun lists. Let's see how much we agree with them. Sally from Heels Down joins in for some fresh fun and laughs. Plus, Jamie gives us the second half of Chapter 30 of the opium equation. So you don't no, want to miss any of it. it. We are chapter 31 today. Oh, just kidding. We're into chapter 31 of the opium equation. But regardless, you don't want to miss any of it because it's a packed show as always. And speaking of today, today is National Ice Cream Cake Day. So beat the heat with some ice cream cake. Glenn, isn't that one of your favorites? Oh, I love ice cream cake. I don't have anything <laughs> ice cream. So yummy. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Uh, it is Daily Winnie time. Happy birthday to Auditor Jill Black Eckes, who filled in for me last Ekes. week. Is it Eckes? Yes. Yes. Okay. Ekes. Ekes. Uh, she She's my in. co-host. Yes. Hello. Yes. And Aaron King also. And then uh, announcer John Kyle and Canadian horseballer Marie Nadeau. I know they listen to our show sometimes, so uh, I want to wish them all a happy birthday as well. I also want to give a Daily Winnie out to two people. And this happened right... We were just in Tallahassee. Jemmy and I were just in Tallahassee doing a show over the weekend. 
and they had this huge fire in a little town called East Point, right outside of Tallahassee, that uh, destroyed 40 homes, and some of those uh, had horses, but there was a guy named Colby Nolang, and his father-in-law was uh, Police Chief Gary Hunnings, and they went through the neighborhood, and apparently, from what I read of the articles, the smoke was so thick, you couldn't see anything. They went through the neighborhoods, rescuing all the animals during the midst of the fire, and they they got out five different horses, uh, goats. They, there was an injured donkey, Jamie, that they ended up carrying him out. Um, oh, my they, they were taken to a pasture and a ranch nearby where they were all safe, but they rescued all the animals in all the different yards uh, while this fire was burning all around them. So, I mean, it destroyed 40 homes. What? That must have been a wicked fire. Um, yeah, and they said it was you know it was dangerous. They were breathing smoke the whole time. They couldn't see, but they got. Where them were out. the owners of the homes? I, I, I don't know if they weren't home. It was during the day, so maybe they were at work. Um, you know, a lot of times during the day, you know, most homes are empty, and it was in a wooded area, and the woods caught fire, and that was it. It just took them all out. So, our thoughts and prayers to everybody there. But good job to those two for rescuing all the animals. Yeah. I don't know. You, we all think we would be that brave, but then you wonder, you know, would I be that brave? That'd be, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you, you don't know until you you're know presented. It. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think. So Lucas had his first sleepover the other night and um, you guys know Monday I was like out here by myself celebrating. And so now he wants to have like slumber parties all the time. So we had some friends over yesterday. <laughs> I'd like get together in this past month when Chad's been gone uh, with a neighbor and we, they have kids and, and we uh, watch America's Got Talent together. Oh, Just do like, you? I've been loving yes. it this year. It's, Never it's, mind. It's I hate it. Stuff. You really? It's terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just because you like it, I can't like it. Because we never They've had the some fun, good ones this year, actually. Last night was pretty brutal. Not going to lie. There's lots of bad people. I hate the bad people. Yeah, so, me too. So, anyway, point is, Lucas, had, we had a, the friend over, and he's like, Mom, Mom, can Evan spend the night? And I was like, <laughs> it's not up to me. You've got to probably, Evan is nine, you know, so he's a little older, and I was like, you probably should ask Evan first. And in a room full of people, he he stands up, he looks at Evan, he goes, Evan, will you sleep with me? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> um, that's not what, stop, you should, maybe stop, probably should rephrase that. I don't know. Stop. You know what? Evan's got to go. Oh my god! We're just learning about sleepovers and the proper terminology. (laughs) Like I don't, I don't think that's the way you should ask. But what do I know? I mean, you're five. Like it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is funny. Yeah, good times. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to tell you guys that. I thought you'd appreciate it. I appreciate get... it, and I was just gonna say I can't even tell you the not not safe for radio things that are coming out of Jordan's mouth yesterday that he didn't realize were not safe for radio. Oh, very inappropriate. What is the um, what's the subject matter? Um, shoving apples somewhere. <laughs> where do they okay, get this yeah. stuff from? Their friends? <laughs> I don't know where they get it. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you later. 
Oh my gosh. If you guys don't have kids, you're missing out on like a whole lot of opportunities to make fun of them. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, before we get to our first guest, I wanted to let everybody know if you've got a cool $5.4 million hanging around, you can buy Clinton Anderson's farm in Texas. Is he going out of business? I, I don't know. I've only heard rumors. I don't know what's going on, but he's selling What are the his rumors? I two, want another rumor. He's this selling his 256-acre farm. Uh, it has <laughs> got a lot of everything. Um, but it still seems... Uh, Seems a little on the high side to me, but what do I know? Uh, but he's he's got, of course, indoor arenas and fields, and it's beautiful, and he's got all these bricks or stonework everywhere. And uh, I was looking at him like, they are clearly trying to sell it to a Clinton Anderson person because they're like using all the terminology yes. like, every stall has a patience pole. And I'm yes. like, oh, so basically you just tie your horse up in the sun. It's not in, it's like outside the stall. There's a patience pole. So tie your horse up in the sun for about six hours. Get this. They provide that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so I can, I, I'm getting a, a message from a listener that I can say rumor has it. This is her rumor. So I'm not saying it. Uh, he wants to focus on showing instead of training. It is indeed all the space. And he probably needs the money. We all need the money. A 5.4 million, I'd retire. Heck with showing. Uh, the indoor, get this, <laughs> the covered arena spans uh. 175 by 425. That's um, insane. I know, I, it's I, huge. I've seen some of his shows and, and I'm assuming that's where he films them because you can just ga- – he gallops in there for like days. <laughs> it's, it's so huge. big. It's huge. Uh, I, of course, he has the re- world-renowned obstacle course, uh, the dirt tracks, the junkyard. The junkyard's the training place. Um, and, and you know, again, that's one of his terms, right? Uh, and it, yeah, all the, I saw that. I was like, the junkyard. I know. <laughs> um, all the natural environments and, you know, uh, all the terminology they use. So anyway, that's uh, up for sale for $5.4 million, and that's just out of Stephenville, Texas. Get that. By the way, Chris Cox's place is up for sale too. Just found really? that out. Three million for his place, if you would like it. That's also near. It's near Clinton Anderson's, actually. Uh, oh but, my gosh! Yeah, so, what's going on with these guys? I don't know. I don't know. Five point four million bucks. I'd cash in and get a smaller place, wouldn't you? Well, you realize too. That, well, I mean, the pro. It's just got to be the cost of running a place like this. It's, it's got to be incredible. I mean, I, I, you guys know, I've spent a lot of time at flag is up farms and that place is meticulous and it's amazing. And there's a lot of employees there and there are, uh, in between each of the paddocks, there's a hedge row, you know, like hedges that have been there forever. And I swear to you, and the hedges go all the way around the track, all the way down the driveways and the hedges are everywhere. And I'm pretty sure that there's a person whose job it is. Just Their trim sole the job is to trim the hedges, and when they finally finish, they just start over. I'm pretty sure that that's like a thing there because it is like miles and miles of hedgerows. I can't imagine how expensive that place is to keep up to. So all of these places just must be crazy. Anybody that's been to Wellington thinks the same thing because they have those box hedges that are meticulously trimmed to a square and they are everywhere in Wellington. Jemmy knows what I'm talking about. You go up there. It's just incredible. They have people out there every day just trimming those hedges, keeping them perfectly square. Uh, miles of them, just miles. Uh, of it's them. Um, it's unbelievable. I mean, that's. It's Can you imagine what the electric bill is for a place like that, and the taxes? No. I mean, just all of it. You know, as a person who's trying to 
price and build my own facility in Oklahoma. So I decided that instead of, because it rains a lot in Oklahoma, poor me, I, you know what? I think it's more economical to build a covered arena than to work on the nine feet below the surface of your arena that you have to have perfect for drainage. Doesn't that make sense to you? Perfect I mean, sense to me. <laughs> why work on drainage if we could just cover the whole thing? So looking at something that is a covered area, I was like, okay, I'll make a covered arena and then like have the side of it go even further, have a little aisleway and then the stalls, all everything under one building. I should save money on, you know, building yeah. the whole thing, no. save money on the arena. Oh my God. <laughs> I got a quote and it was like $220,000 without the stalls in it, with just like basic. And I was like, babe, can we do that? And he was like, that's just materials. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> all right we got to get to our first guest uh we have uh hopefully if all goes well because we're calling australia jemmy's going to try and give her a call now we have dr sharon may davis on um and we're going to try and get her on she is in australia i uh, i assume she's still awake we'll find out <laughs> that was not the smoothest segue you've ever done no it wasn't uh but uh well let's hope she's let's hope she's here she's going to do our health segment for us today hello Hello, Sharon speaking. Hey, Sharon, this is Jamie and Glenn from Horses in the Morning. How are you? Oh, good morning. Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Now, it's morning. You say good morning, but I don't think it's morning for you, is it? Absolutely not. <laughs> 45 minutes to midnight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bless your heart. Well, you are live, and we'll get this kicked off and, and, and going so you can go to bed. Um, <laughs> you poor thing. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, Tell us a little about a little bit about yourself. You're in Australia. Yes, yes. I live in an area called the Hunter Valley, which is really rich in wonderful wine and obviously marvelous horses and of course boutique cheeses and then ice cream and then wine and then more horses. So I live in a really luxurious area. I love all of those things. By... Yeah. We're all, moving all there area. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a delightful area to live in. It's uh, very scenic and there's a lot of great horsemen in my area and, of course, women. But, um, yeah, it's hard to drive past to any horse facility and not go past a winery or an ice creamery or a fudge factory. It's pretty difficult wow. out here to live without being something on your waistline at the, as you go past. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, basically, uh, I think um, you'd classify me as an equine anatomist. I research extensively into the limiting factors to the performance of horses and this can stem from why they're on the table and I'm performing an autopsy to the point where I'm looking for that missing link as to why the horse couldn't make the grade and why it succumbed to an injury. Um, to people's problems in closure, sometimes the folks that when they donate a horse to science, we go through it to a level where we can understand why this horse had so many difficulties throughout its life, such as a neurological difficulty that made it fall over without any characteristics that you know you could think of as to why it would just suddenly be galloping and suddenly be on the ground. So these were just some of the areas that uh, I worked in, but predominantly, uh, I suppose you could say I'm a lecturer and I travel around the world dissecting horses and delivering my findings in scientific literature and to the public in general at conferences and seminars. 
Wow. Wow. So what are some things that you have before we get to the C6, C7, what are some of the things that you've seen that you've been really shocked, you know, shocked by? Uh, recently, I've just seen the worst acetabulum in my life that I've ever dissected in a horse. This poor horse had chips the size of walnuts in the oh. hip joint. And yeah, it was really shocking. We video our horses and we try to palpate them before they have to be euthanized. All these horses have been designated to be euthanized. I never make a selection. There's always a donation and we have a number of people who participate as students to observe what we're finding and we always put up a video to give them an idea of what we're looking at, why we're looking at it and to try and target a certain area. And we all grasped that this particular horse had a right hind injury but when we got down to the hip joint it was phenomenal. There were 10 chips. The largest was the size of a walnut. The smallest was the size of your fingernail, your little fingernail. And this horse was walking. Yes, it was obviously lame at the trot, but walking in a semi-comfortable format. But each winter, it got more uncomfortable and became more decrepit as it was trying to live through its life. And its quality of life was obviously diminishing. That's why mm-hmm. it was selected to be put into... Um, scientific research and we have in this particular area where we're dissecting this horse there's predators there's dingoes and it was susceptible to predation so the people were very concerned that one day they'd come out and find that the horse had been hacked down by these dingoes where did they come from how did they get there the chips the horses or the dingoes? <laughs> no, the, the, the hip. How, how did the... So, so yeah, had yeah. he sustained an injury or were yeah. they OCD lesions just born with them? Yeah, yeah. These were beyond OCD lesions. I Would you believe this horse, I suspect, had multiple falls? And ironically, what we didn't suspect at the beginning, but when I started to watch the video further, this horse had proprioceptive issues in the mm. forelimbs. So therefore, it could be falling out. And when I got to the point, it actually was a C6, C7 malformed horse. So sometimes these injuries to hip joints can be as a result of falling over repetitively because they're um, they're ataxic to the ground. They're not so familiar with where their feet are going to the ground. Mm -hmm. And this is what caught me so off guard. This injury was just phenomenal. But yet... It was living, for all intents and purposes, a relatively normal life, except mm-hmm. for severe lameness in that right hind. Yeah, it was, right. uh, it was quite a shock to all of us and disappointing. Yeah, well, th- and that brings us to the C6, C7 malformation that you have done a lot of research about. And 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 talk to everybody about this, what that is. Well, the, the C6, C7 malformation is in the caudal cervical vertebra in the equine neck. And the first thing you notice with the malformation of C6 is that it has what we call transverse processes and one of them is called a caudal ventral tubicle. And this is like a bony landmark that's really important for musculature and attachments of musculature to support the caudal neck. Now, in the presentation of a malformation of this type, this actual whole process, which can be the size of your thumb, is totally absent, just totally missing from the bone. So that means a number of things have to change around that area. And one in particular is the neurological pathways, the blood vessels, but more specifically, the musculature attachments. So this bony landmark is totally absent. It's just like missing a thumb off your hand. 
and the muscles that would normally attach there find somewhere else to relocate. Now, in the, let's say for an example, there are four in ten of these presentations in the horses. Two of those four transpose that bony landmark onto the C7, the underside of C7, and therefore a whole set of circumstances change again. The musculature then relocates again, but this is right on the entry point to the thoracic inlet where you get the esophagus passing, the neurological pathways such as the phrenic nerve, you've got the brachial plexus in that area, and the esophagus, and these are all impacted upon because even under radiograph, we see changes of pathway in the trachea when we're looking for these malformations. So this, for all intents and purposes, seems to be a, a macro, what we call macro-architectural change or congenital malformation. But it's the sneaky buggers that are inside, which means that the vertebral canal in these horses are also altered. So it's just not an external format to the bone. It's actually also an internal format to the bone where we get compression of the spinal cord. So the next part thing. Oh, sorry. Well, I'm just going to say I have so many questions because how do you diagnose this? Are they born with it? Does something happen later on? Oh my gosh, I have more questions than, than answers. And what can be done? All of these. <laughs> things. Sorry, carry on. Probably get All into of it. These are, yeah, yeah. How do we get into it? They are born with it because the last three fold biopsy or autopsy that I've done and had, had areas biopsied. Um, all three folds were nine-month abortions, spontaneous abortions, and the folds were either C6 or C6 and C7 malformations or C6, C7 and first rib malformations, which is part of this whole um, this, this um, issue that's causing in the cervical vertebra an issue mm -hmm. in that thoracic inlet. So we know that they're born with it, um, but one of the things that concerns us is that the diagnostics of these horses as they get older is slightly variable dependent upon the presentation of the malformation. So I can't predict what's going to be in the vertebral canal. I've seen like a stenosis in the vertebral canal where it's been compressed by up to one-fifth the normal size of what should be passing through for the spinal cord to pass through with ease. I've seen... Um, one horse where the muscle didn't relocate normally, as in this normal present, this, this malformation, mm -hmm. and actually bifurcated and pinched the nerves of the C8 and the T1 nerve. So every time the horse moved the limb and the scalene muscle contracted, it pinched two nerves. And this was oh. right up in the neck. So therefore, Yowie. the horse had what we call... <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy. It was like... You know, your mouth opens and you think you've seen it all and you go, well, there's just another one to write in the book because you didn't see that one coming because you couldn't radiograph for it because you don't see the nerves or the muscles right. in the radiography. Ah. So how is this diagnosed then? How do we get from a horse that is uh, seems a little sore to a horse on the table that is, you know, being having a necropsy done and you see this? What's the middle point there? Yeah, I, I agree. So I don't want to see them on the table. I want right. to see these little... So these what, what, how do you... Beforehand. Yeah, how do you diagnose so it and yeah. how do they present? I was really lucky. The Japanese people came on board for this and they backed me in working out a simple 
radiographic technique from a lateral view and we wrote the paper on it. We wrote a paper uh, regarding the preliminary protocols for radiographing the congenital malformation of C6 and C7. And from that, we were able to pinpoint areas on the radiograph where the veterinarian could say, ah, this horse has got a malformation of C6. And if we change the angle now of the radiograph, we should be able to see if that has transposed onto C7. So that paper got written and translated into Japanese. But a number of websites here in Australia are carrying that as an English version form on their web on their web pages, so the veterinarians can pick up from that. And how are the horses presenting? What would make you say, "Wow, I wonder if I should radiograph this"? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, now I'm starting to get dribbly in the mouth. I'm starting to need a tissue because this really excites me. <laughs> because one of the present <laughs> one of the presentations is tricky in that one we call unilateral, so it's one sided. And then you get the two-sided presentation. So what we've worked out so far is that when it's one-sided, the horse has a tendency to naturally stand with that forelimb forward ever so slightly. It could be anywhere up to, in American terms, six inches. But it thinks, for all intents and purposes, that it's standing square. But in actual fact, it's, it's looking at you with a kind of slightly forward positioning of that limb. Now, in horses where it's two-sided, they actually stand base-wide, so they prefer to have one limb further out than the other. But the other thing that we've noticed that these horses going downhill seem to reach for the ground and hover, looking for that point where to put their foot as if they don't know where their foot is. Mm-hmm. It's just like if you're, you're drunk, you should be able to still find your nose with some reasonable respect um, with your eyes closed. But these horses aren't able to put their limbs forward with 100% certainty. So it's a proprioceptive dysfunction that we're noticing. Uh, and that we see the falling forward, a weakness in the falling. They're not really keen to pick that leg up with the same amount of balance. They seem to be a little bit disconnected to that limb. And some horses even go so far as to start chewing that limb as if they've got a neurological pathway aggravating them. It's called um, paresthesia. So they, wow. they'll actually scratch at it consistently. Some horses even draw blood from the amount of time that they're scratching that one particular spot where a nerve is being irritated and passing through down to the limb. And more recently, we've been in the unilateral state, that is, where it's one-sided. More recently, I've been measuring the frog on the horse's hoof. Now, the horses that have the unilateral, we're finding that the frog is one centimetre in width narrower and one centimetre in length, which is half an inch in, in American terms, shorter. So we're actually getting, and as the horse gets older, this frog seems to be atrophying. And um. with that, we're looking at these before we go, look, well, maybe we should be getting a veterinarian in and having this radiographed just in case. Because as a rider, they say it feels like there's a blockage at the base of the neck and we can't get self-carriage with normal with normal ease as if there's something wrong at the caudal neck of the horse when mm-hmm. they're riding it. And a lot of riders pinpoint the fact that these horses don't feel safe when they're riding them or when they're jumping them or when they're even racing them. So, right. yeah, there's a few little markers out there, there that could help. <clears throat> well, uh, so is it more prevalent in any particular breed or is this across the board? Oh, I'm starting to shake in my boots here. Yes, it's more. <laughs> I found it first. 
I actually, the first paper was predominantly where I'd found it in thoroughbreds because I was a little bit isolated here in Australia and we had a lot more thoroughbreds to look at. But as I started to be dissecting around the world and seeing a lot more horses around the world, I found it in Dutch Warmbloods, Irish sport horses, um, standard breeds, quarter horses. It's just going right through. Unfortunately, when we start looking behind the back lines, it's a good chance that it's the thoroughbred in the back lines that's bordered across these breeds, such as the quarter horse and the standard bred and the warm blood. So it seems to be predominantly an issue that started way back in the 1700s, perhaps, when the horses were being shipped around the world to start other breeds, such as being shipped from England to America to start Mm -hmm. the standard bred breed. And Mm -hmm. that's where possibly this has been triggered from. Wow. Well, how can people find out more if they if they think their horse might have it? Uh, and, and it's called the C6, C7 hidden malformation. Is that correct? It hasn't been named, honestly. I, I wrote the papers. Well, you get to it name it. <laughs> it's the Dr. Davis malformation. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> how about we just call it Mayday? <laughs> Mayday. I like that. There you go. Mayday. That's perfect. So you were ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, I so gotta, where can people learn I f- more or find out more? Yeah. Sorry, Glenn. No, okay. um, then the best way is to go to the, the source of where the papers have been published, and that would be the Journal of Equine Veterinary Science. They have the three first papers that have been published on the malformation, which goes from the C6, C7 presentation through to the musculature variation through to the first group where you can have... The C6, C7 can have the malformation, but in that presentation, you can have a malformed first rib. And that might do in some areas if you are eating ribs because some of these ribs present with two heads or two insertions. So you get more rib for the price of one, but it it affects the neurological pathways to such a point Mm -hmm. that the grooves that the nerves leave on the ribs create a great deal of pressure going to that limb. So that's also in the Journal of Equine Veterinary Science. So if they go to that journal, they'll find those three papers there. But the other one has been translated into um, Japanese. But as I said, those papers have been in English on websites here in Australia. And I did find, I found a blog called The Horse's Back, and I know she quotes you in there, but Ah. it's... it has a lot of pictures that shows you exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, pretty scary, isn't it? Yeah, so the, the, the horsesback.com, and if you just look up C6, C7, you'll find the articles that she did. And I guess she talked to you about that, too. So, um, And it's yeah. uh, it's got a lot of good pictures. That's where I was trying – that's where I went to try and figure out what the heck you were talking about. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it just goes to show. We've been doing this show for eight years now. Every Wednesday, we talk about things that will kill our horses. And, and that scare you have to death. I yeah, want to go out and just exactly. hug my pony right now. And, uh, yeah, Jamie's just calling her vet to have everyone checked. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> another $3,000 bill for Jamie, thanks to our I'm going to measure um, their frogs <laughs> yeah, when we're right. done. <laughs> Dr. Sharon yeah, May Davis, back. you can go to bed now. Thank you so much for bed, staying up with us. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> All right, take it's care. It's been a Thank pleasure. You. Good night. Oh, my gosh. Her passion is just palpable i know you know <laughs> i know she loves how it's midnight many, look how passionate she was <laughs> uh, she's like shaking my boots I'm dro- uh how many of you when she said close your eyes and touch your nose did that 
Uh, did I you did. do that? I did. I did. I did could, you really? And I did it. I did too. I was able to do it. I was surprised. <laughs> well, like, I'm not drunk. And I was, then I was like, <laughs> well, I'm glad I can do it at, you know, 630 in the morning. That's probably healthy. I, I, by the way, thehorsesback.com. Um, I was looking through there while you guys were talking. There's a ton of articles on bones and structure and back. And it seems to be a really good resource with lots of pictures. Uh, well, um, so. Dr. Ellen is listening live and she was just like, drooling listening to this conversation <laughs> you know as funny as as like obscure as that is and i know nothing about the spine and the back and i you know i don't i just don't know a whole lot about it but i'm i'm i know enough to like ask questions i guess maybe i don't know y'all might think i do a terrible job but this is one of the most popular segments that we have is our Wednesday health report. And I, I don't know why. I think we're, horse people are just gluttons for punishment. Well, so we like, have to deal with this crap all the time. I think that's the well, other thing. And It's just terrifying. Everything is terrifying. It is all terrifying, <laughs> yeah. But I guess I think I, with knowledge, maybe it becomes a little less terrifying and might end up costing you a little less in the long run if you actually know a yeah. little bit going in. So I don't know. You know, we've had people, I know that we've done, uh, we've directly resulted in horses being saved from being cast in stalls. Remember, we we did that segment, and we heard shortly after that that a horse was saved because they had heard yeah. our segment. So yeah, because I was like, uh, "You're supposed to do it this way," and they were like, "No, definitely no, not. Don't do it, do this it that way." way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, before we get on to a list, uh, it is it is you know bad list Wednesday. What do we call crappy list Wednesday? So I have a crappy list for you, but I wanted to talk to you because Horse Lovers has now extended a new coupon code for us and our listeners. Oh, good. It is. The coupon code is HRN, and it's $5 off any $49 order. And right now, I was over on their website this morning, and I noticed that they are having whores, uh, whoresy, I don't know how you say it, H-O-R-Z-E. Everybody argues about how to say that. <clears throat> but uh, they're having closeouts on that line of products up to 73% off. They have breaches that are marked uh, from $79 to 36 They have. All kinds of products, including some winter products that were leftovers, I think, gloves and things like that. They have the winter gloves that were regularly $24 marked down to $10, um, and winter will come back. It'll be here again next year. That's one thing we can count on. They have all kinds of sweatshirts. Uh, they have their sweatshirts marked down from $70 to $22. Uh, it's just, uh, well, I'm looking here. There's 10 pages of horse products that are marked down. Wow, uh, this is cool. If you ride on the road a lot, they have the horse reflective mesh blanket. It's like a quarter sheet, but it's super bright yellow. And they also have one for you as a rider. And and the, the reflective like three-quarter sheet was $40. It's 16 they have their That's wool crazy. socks, their wool winter socks for $4. Um, so, I mean, there's just tons of stuff on here. Go over and check it out. Of course, they always have all kinds of things going on every day. That's just one of them. That's just in their closeout section. But they have... Uh, Man, it's no fair. Kids always, kid stuff is always cheaper. It is. <laughs> It is. It is. But the, So use the coupon code when you go over. Use HRN as the coupon code. It's $5 off any $49 order. And Horselovers.com has recently committed to doing Radiothon this year. So we have Weather Vita and uh, oh, Horselovers. Oh, we have to do Radiothon again? I know, Stop that's what, sponsoring that's, it. That's what I said, actually. 
<laughs> I we don't sponsor it, then we don't do it. <laughs> and then Glenn doesn't freak out for nine months. Oh, God. Are you already working on it? You are. I right? have to start working on it soon. I was just thinking about how I have to start working on it soon. because Are you, are you freaking out now? Uh, not yet. I'll freak out and maybe. He's not freaking out because what it re- he really means is that I have to start working on it. Yes. Jemmy's going to get a lot of it this year. She had experience last year. Now this year, we're dumping it all on Jemmy. She can do it. <laughs> All right, I found this. You and I, uh, Jamie and I, disagree all the time on uh, movies and TV shows. It's because she has no taste. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) so we're going to throw Jemmy in this mix now and get a whole third opinion. And I found uh, this on businessinsider.com, which I thought was a strange place to find this particular list. But it is the 29 movies that are the most rewatchable. So when you're flipping around TV and you come across the movie, there's always those ones that you watch every time, even if you've seen it a hundred times, right? There's like four movies that I will put on to go to sleep because well, I've seen them so many times that it'll make me fall asleep. I'm curious to see if they're on this list. Well, we'll see if any of them are. I'm not going to go through all 29 of them, so I'll start at like number 15. And you can just jump in if they're if they're your movie. By uh, the way, that's a very obscure random number. It 29. is. <laughs> I thought so too. Um, <laughs> so, and I, I think they missed some very important ones. So The Godfather is on the list. I've never seen The Godfather. Never seen it. No. <laughs> Okay, both of you should hang your heads in disgrace. I dated an Italian guy and he was like, What? <laughs> and immediately broke what? up with you, I'm sure. Yeah, it didn't work out. Shocker. <laughs> I can't introduce you to my mother now. <laughs> uh, the Gladiator is one of the great movies, although I don't tend to want to watch it over and over again. Uh, that's the one with uh, Russell Crowe. Yeah, we. Yeah, I know the movie. I'm thinking uh, it's so much violence. And... Yeah, that's why I don't watch it over and over again. Uh, th- I haven't seen Friday. That's the one with Ice Cube. Anybody? Jenny, have you seen Not Friday? Exactly up your alley, Glenn. No. no. Chris Tucker. Uh... <laughs> Meanwhile, I've seen it like 50 times. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's a rewatchable yeah. one for Jimmy. There you I go. Love that. <laughs> Jimmy gets that one. <laughs> All right, uh, Hitch. Never seen Hitch, Will Smith movie. Do you have anybody? I've seen it. I've probably seen it a hundred times. Really? Uh, yeah, but I have. I, you know what? What's the other movie where he was a superhero? Hancock. I like that one better. I really like Hancock. Yeah, I've watched it Hancock so many times. I love that movie. I've never seen Hitch either. I've seen uh, like a scene or two here and there, but it's never really drawn. Doesn't me Hitch in. have that hot girl in it? Um, yeah, Eva Mendes. Eva, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's Hitch is good. It kind of gets a little cheesy at the end. Hmm. Well, it is a romantic comedy. But Kevin James is really good in it, too. And I, you know, my favorite, my favorite celebrity I've ever met is Will Smith. So I'll see anything with him in it. A <laughs> hundred times. Except that one, I am legend. you met him before. Oh, I'm so jealous. Listen, we'll talk later. <laughs> um, by the way, he is the nicest celebrity you'll ever meet. Just so me. I have to share a story with you about something my son said, and you have to share a story about how you met Will Smith. Hmm, which story is going to be better? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's Jimmy. You're new. Um, there's a lot of celebrities that I have met, and and most of them don't go very well for me. So this one went well for me. So I'm just going to keep it and throw. It. I'm just going to drop that one because that one's not embarrassing. <laughs> Most of them were disaster, is what she's saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Next movie, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Of course, like, mm-hmm. a thousand never times. seen it. Oh my god! Times. Why is my computer it's restarting? 
right. Uh, Finding Nemo. Do you guys uh, hang with Finding Nemo, or are you so, you're uh, so sick I mean, of watching it with the kids? Well, I purposely don't watch it too often because it is one of those movies I don't want to ruin by watching it too often. <laughs> it's a great movie, though. Uh, <laughs> this is one I've never seen, have no desire to see it, Fight Club. Fight Club's excellent. I tell you what what it is about Fight Club that I loved. The There's some twists and turns in Fight Club that really getcha i i really like and the acting is phenomenal in that movie i mean it has it has meatloaf in the most <laughs> random role you'll ever see him play <laughs> it's so good <laughs> and uh it does look like we've lost jamie here so why don't i play a song i know she said about her computer rebooting why don't we play a song and then we'll get back and we'll finish the list after we'll get, come to the top 10 after so uh mm-hmm. in her honor let's play a little peace love and horses after after hearing all that about uh, dissecting horses all morning let's go oh, with Lord, a little peace, peace love and horses. suddenly takes on a whole new meaning. yes <laughs> no that was gross <laughs> Wildflowers in her hair She can go anywhere on that Palomino mare She's got Rocky Mountain ivory That she wears around her neck And the Grateful Dead play song In her head Somewhere between She 
can rope and ride And she likes hanging out with me She believes that love Is one thing that can change anything And she loves me And that's the part that gets me She's all about peace Love horses and me Cashel Company is your proud source for English tack, equipment, and accessories, and they have been for a long time. From cushion pads to saddlebags to fit your English saddle, Cashel Company has what you need. Their full line of accessories, such as the rolling crew bag, hay bale bag, and fan bag, help make chores easier and keep you organized at the barn or on the road. Of course, you can still find the same fly protection you have trusted for decades in standard designs or limited edition colors and patterns. You can find the Featherflex girth in jump or dressage style and a wide range of tush cushions to fit your English saddle as well. If you need it, chances are Cashel Company has it. Be sure to check them out online at CashelCompany.com. Uh, we're back. Uh, by the way, that song was Peace, Love, and Horses by Jared Rogerson. You can find all of his music at jaredrogerson.com. And I think we have Jamie back. Are you back? Sort of. I'm on my stupid phone because my stupid computer decided to do an update in the middle of the show. And it, currently, <sighs> it's sitting at 0% complete. Oh, this update, <laughs> by the way, will take an hour. Uh, this update oh, was huge. It took mine about an hour. So, uh, this is fun. I like it updates every friggin' three days. Why does it need to do that? Get your stuff together, Windows. Come on. It's <laughs> really frustrating. <laughs> well, we, we, we took a break in the middle of the list. We had just finished finding Nemo and Fight Club. Um, and, and, <laughs> J- <laughs> what about Fight Club? Uh, Jemmy seemed to like Fight Club, but, uh, I had never seen it. I did. Did I, you see I, it, Jamie? I saw it. I saw it. I, I, I mean, you know, it's Brad Pitt, but then it's Brad Pitt getting his face punched in. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one is definitely one that when I come by it every single time, I will watch it, and I've seen it a million times. And that's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. you got to watch that one. It holds up. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite scene in that one? Uh. There's so many scenes in that one. I know, I know. There's... I think my favorite scene is, and it's and it's so. There's nothing major that happens in it, but it's the scene where they go to the museum, and I just like the yeah. way they play the music in the yes. background. They're all standing there, you know, imitating the statues or whatever, and they start walking with the kids. I just love that scene. <laughs> and the music in that's so good. But I mean, there's nothing better than him at the baseball game and catching the fly ball and having his dad almost see him on TV. Hey, Roman. <laughs> hey, Roman. <laughs> So the good. Sausage the sausage king of the yes, sausage king of Chicago. So good. I've seen it. I've seen it only once. Okay. <laughs> just the one time. Hey, we actually agreed on a movie. By the way, we're going over a Business Insider's list of the most rewatchable movies. Um, and I have a bone to pick with them. They they t- definitely left one off the list, but well, I'll let you know which one. Yeah, I, I think they left yeah. several off the list. I'll, I'll we'll go over that at the end. <laughs> Et the extraterrestrial who. You know, mm. I've seen E.T. about a dozen times, but I'm not sure it holds up anymore. I, I, I... You know what? I'm going to push back on you on that because I think it is so classic. You know, if you watch Stranger Things, that 
that hit show on Netflix. Oh yeah, well, like, which, yeah. which so is a lot many, more. Uh, <laughs> it, it, but what I'm gonna say, it, it pulled a lot of the filmmaking and you know type of style from ET. Like some of the scenes are basically shot by shot. I just and it and it just played so well, and ugh, it just made me want to watch the movie. And I watched it again. And I'm like, ugh, I could watch this 50 more times just tonight if there was enough time in the day. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, Dirty Dancing. Glenn. Someone's over it. Ugh, I was over it the Glenn. first time I saw it. Uh, I think I, Glenn, I. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Nobody, nobody puts baby in the corner. No. Okay. Nobody. Don't do it. Absolutely not. Um, he doesn't even know what that's from that. Movie. No, I have no idea. So it's been since like so 1987 so when sad. I saw it. Yeah. And, and and how dare you be a little bit more respectful of the memory of the great Patrick Swayze? How dare you? Ugh. I mean, Glenn, it's embarrassing. So let me just tell you <laughs> that that movie stands the test of time, and it is like an amazing, beautiful thing until you watch mm. it with a teenager, and you're like, oh, that's about abortion, okay. <laughs> right? <That's inappropriate. laughs> I tried to show it to Abby, and I was like, "Turn off!" <laughs> now, I Jennifer and I are also ones that will not watch any of the dancing groups on America's Got Talent. We fast forward through all the dancing groups. I we hate watching dancing, so um, oh, move along. So, Dirty Dancing was not our movie. Get your old and white. <laughs> <laughs> the Devil Wears Prada. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, Jamie. I think I just got an idea. A future episode of Finding Florida will absolutely have to involve some ballroom dancing. Oh uh, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I'm gonna good, force it. Good luck with that. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada. Never saw it. I don't know. Excellent movie. It's not your, not your kind of movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's Meryl Streep. I mean, come on. I mean, I know. Come now, on, get it to goddess. Now get the next one is my kind of movie, and I have seen it uh, uh, exactly nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine times. Can I, can I guess? Can yes. I guess? Can I guess? Yes. Saving Private Ryan. Oh no, I have seen that about nine. That's also missing from this list. Groundhog Day. Yeah, also missing from this list was Saving Private Ryan. No Caddyshack. I have seen Caddyshack. Oh, Caddyshack! Right actor, wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big. Um, seen, big is on the list. Tom Hanks. What is this? Like the list of the best '80s movies? What's going on? Like, give me I mean, '80s new. turned out some good ones, though. Yeah. 80s turned out good Back ones. to the Future, and then the uh, number one. That, any guess? Well, well, hold on a second, yeah. Jamie. There are other movies on here. <laughs> Glenn is just picking out all the '80s movies because that's the last time. No, I picked the top. I picked the top fifteen. <laughs> I pick. I didn't want to do all twenty-nine, but uh, the top one. Any guesses? Well, if it's in my world and and it comes on the show, I can I'm paralyzed to watch the rest of it. It's called Notting Hill. I I love or Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, they have the Christmas story, a Christmas story on there. Well, what? yeah, because CBS forces us to watch it endlessly or whatever channel, the TNT, one of those channels just plays it on repeat every every a holiday. Christmas story <laughs> is the number one I'm calling BS. Uh, now one of the ones and it is not on any of this list and it's a series of movies and they play it endlessly every single week on uh, one of the ABC family channels and that's all the Harry Potter movies they're on endlessly and Jennifer every time she sees one will stop and watch the Harry Potter movie and she's seen them all a hundred times I cannot believe Harry Potter wasn't on this list you're right what's um, what's the uh, what's the one with Andy Dufresne and he's in the prison? And, Schindler's um, List. Or no, Schindler's Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Yes. Which I watched for Woo. the first time 
the other day. I had never seen it. First time? Yes. Oh, my God. You've never seen Shawshank? Okay, been that's institu- one that Institutionalized. I was... Institutionalized. Yeah, <laughs> I, I shouldn't watch that one. Get busy living or get busy dying. There you go. Um, I'll watch that one a thousand times. But uh, okay. on the same note, Jen, Jimmy, I think that if you see Schindler's List once, you're done. Oh, I'm done. Yeah, I, that was totally, I did not mean to say Schindler's List. No. <laughs> no. That's the kind of movie that sticks with you. I don't think, yeah, I, could, don't I, don't think I could watch that movie again knowing what's coming up. Awful. The first time Awful. you watch it, you don't know what's coming. But once you watch that again, I don't think I could watch some of those scenes again. You Mm-mm. should see that movie. Everybody should see that movie, and then you can't see it again because, oh my god, that, that but, life is beautiful. Oh. <laughs> I did like that there was Office Space on this list. Have you seen Office Space, you guys? Um, about a billion times. That is definitely one that I would watch. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But one movie I was mad was not on the list because I do stop and watch this every time I catch it on television. Is Tremors? I love the movie Tremors, and it sucks me in every. I know it's going to happen, really? but it sucks me at every single time. <laughs> I love that. You're a and actually, I think fan. Uh, sort of. And I think <laughs> there's actually, um, I think there's a, I was or is a TV show of it. So I'm going to have to check that out too. I love that movie. I have a new series that I watch every single time now, and it's not from the 80s, and that's The Hunger Games. When one of them's on, I don't know why, and it's, it's you know, it's The Hunger great. Games as a concept was so disturbing. But that's why I can't do it. <laughs> it's so disturbing. And if you have kids, I can't imagine you watching The Hunger Games more than once. But, okay. I, I, you know, I get sucked in every time. Katniss Everdeen gets me. So... Oh that's uh, because she's pretty. Well, she is hot in her <laughs> outfit too. So, what do you think? What, Jamie? Do you have one that I, I said? Yeah, yeah. Office Space is one for sure. But I, you know, I'm a rom com rewatcher. I really like things to be happy and fun. I'm stressed out and scared enough, so I don't need to watch violence over and over and and fear fear based things. I don't watch scary movies. I don't really like violent movies. So I will watch over and over, like I said, Sleepless in Seattle, Notting Hill. Princess Bride. What about, what about when they when they have Princess the ROM, Bride. but they're missing the com, like the notebook? Do you like those? No, I can't mm-hmm. do the notebook. Are you kidding me? Spoiler alert, they die at the end. Okay. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> she would go through an entire box of tissues for the notebook. Are you kidding? That's on this so list, I by the way. In the theaters, and I was like, I can't leave the theater right now because it's so embarrassing. What's going on? Like I'm, I am like a puddle. It's on not back. down your face, <laughs> puffy eyes. Yeah. Other ones that were on this list were the Princess Bride, Out of Sight, uh, the Notebook was on the list, uh, Mean Girls, Jaws, Jaws. Oh, that's one that you for the uh, rest nope. of your life. <laughs> nope. It's scary and it's a water movie. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen Titanic, have you? The original. I have, but only because I love Leo. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. How about the Poseidon Adventure? A- that wouldn't be one for you. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Never seen it. <laughs> uh, well, then we agreed with some of the movies on the Business Insider list, and then they missed some very obvious ones, I think. Um, so that was it. That was our that was our crappy list for Wednesday. And now we have to get Sally on. Sally joins us from Heels Down Magazine and Heels Down Happy Hour every other Wednesday, and hopefully she's there. We'll get her on right now. I'll say hi to Sally, and then I'm going to drop off here because this is really annoying. I, I'm at 0% right now still. Okay, do you want to just postpone the 
uh, book chapter next week? Yeah, I can't read a book over the phone. I can't hold yeah, the phone yeah. and the read sound the book. Is, and, the sound yeah. is not good. And I don't have the book to no. read it. So, um, Yeah. All right, so we'll wait for that. I do have a, a, a news for you, though, and I heard this from a little birdie named Lisa when we were at AHP that she's working on the next. Uh, she's working on the next book in the series, and uh-huh. she said, "I will tell you that Horses in the Morning plays a bigger part, and Jamie a much bigger part." No way. So that I don't is. know if you're going to actually be the killer <laughs> or the killed this time, but um, that's what I heard. She murders with the sound of her voice. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Jamie. I got to. I'm sorry. I I love you. And everybody in the room died. I love you. My connection is getting really bad, you guys. I saw a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Sally is here. Hi, Sally. Good morning. How are you? Good. We have Jamie on the phone Hi, because Sally. her computer decided know, to do an I update. I hear that. Why do you sound weird? <laughs> I sound weird because my stupid computer said, do you want to update? And I said no. And it goes, okay, update. Okay, we'll do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So That's okay. I, I turned mine on this morning and it was on 1% battery. So luckily I charged it on before you guys, or, tur- or I charged it before you guys called. Because <laughs> otherwise, Jamie. I didn't know. Well, we're going to, uh, we're going to. The sound is terrible, so I just wanted to wait until you got on, and I'll say, Aww, oh, I love you, Bye. And bye. <laughs> she's going to leave us now. So uh, bye, thanks, guys. Jamie. We'll see you Friday. And uh, right. get your... Bye. All right, bye. Get you your... guys, that was like the most non-inclusive list of movies that I've ever heard. I mean, I only listened to like the last <laughs> Okay, what was yours? It. What was yours? Well, I don't even know exactly what it was a list of. Well, it, it was a list like. of uh, the most rewatchable <laughs> movies that when they you're oh, passing them on okay. TV, you watch them every time, even as seen a Why is Harry times. Potter not on there then? You, I know like, that's I that's like a totally agree with you. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I mean, was Jurassic Park on there? No. Ugh. All right. Well, I'm not even gonna like. <laughs> Did you see the new Jurassic this? Park? By the way, no. I'm gonna go this week. I think I'm gonna go like tomorrow. Yeah, I wanted to see if anybody's had a review of it. I, I, I don't know anybody that's seen it yet. Well, a couple of my friends have, and they say that it's really, really good. Is I mean, based me? on the first Jurassic World, I thought that was really good. I thought they did a great job bringing it back. Is it me, or is this movie been hyped more than any other movie in history? Well, but you have to remember that it's summer, and like summer blockbusters, I feel like get so much. Yeah, hype, but I mean, you know? they are aligned with every fast food place, no, every that's commercial you see. <laughs> wow. They have a Snapchat filter that you can have, and there's a T Rex that comes and yells at you and then walks out of the frame. It's very fun. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they made it to Snapchat. It's the most hyped movie ever. You know, you've made it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I do want to see it, but I, I, it's just the ads have been endless for this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. They must have a very large marketing budget. I thought Let's the first one was really good. Everyone after that was like, oh, we've done the same story. And I, I'm just worried that this is going to be kind of the same story only around well, the world. Yeah. Yeah. But this one, though, like, I'm feeling like this one's going to be a little Lost World ish where they kind of, it looks like maybe they come off of the island. I don't know. They do We're come off the out. island. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, Which hasn't it made you wonder why in the last 12 movies they've done, they haven't come off the island? 
Well, I mean, you know, in some movies, they just must have better, you know, containment or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, they, they <laughs> did. The writers. The, I think it was the second one where the it made it all the way yeah, to like, Manhattan because yeah. they had the baby involved. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, yeah. It it came in on a cargo like, ship. Yeah. Yep. That was scary. Yeah. I didn't like that one because then it was in that person's backyard. Well, and if I can nerd out for just a second, because <laughs> <laughs> I've actually read the books. Oh, really? <laughs> and, and they mention it in the very first uh, Jurassic Park movie that uh, Samuel Jackson mentions it. And it's in the book and it's the lysine contingency because if the dinosaurs get off the island, they can't manufacture the, the amino acid lysine and it, they eventually die. Oh, so they can't so, reproduce themselves? So they well yeah they can't exactly so they're supposed to die after a couple of days of not getting this through their feed so huh. that's how it is in the book so I don't know if they're going to finally never bring that, that in the movie yeah I don't know mm. if they're really going to finally bring dive into that in this one because they do briefly mention it in the very first movie so I'm, I, that's kind of what I'm interested to see yeah look at you nerding out over there <laughs> <laughs> sometimes a lot <laughs> you know Michael Crichton is actually a really good writer though I haven't actually read your, the dinosaur uh, books but I read something Michael about like a virus. And it was scary. Yeah, he's written some amazing books like Sphere, and I could go on and on about my writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to movie day here on Horses in the Morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> Horse movies. Let's talk about horses. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? I don't have any notes. What are we talking about today? I don't today? even know. Um, well, no, I was just wanted to come on today because it's kind of good timing. Um, so we are launching a new campaign in July um, with Heels Down Magazine, and we are going to be talking a lot about body empowerment and um, body love, you know, that sort of thing. Like human um, body or horse body? Yes, human bodies, okay. human bodies. Um, so I'm really excited. We did this really cool photo shoot um, that is kind of a little bit more talking about, you know, people who ride and what makes them feel strong and confident. Um, and we're going to talk about it on our podcast, the heels down happy hour. Um, you know, we're going to kind of go through some things that like, you know, the three hosts, we all have different sizes and body types, and we're going to talk about different pieces of writing and clothing that fit us the best based on our body types. And it's just going to be kind of a whole month of lifting each other up and, um, bringing a little bit more of a positive message and body empowerment. And um, so it's going to kind of encompass all of our platforms. So our magazine um, and then also our web content, social media and our email and our podcast. So we're kind of everywhere. <laughs> well, I think it's an important topic and it, it's one of those that's kind of been ignored um, especially if you go back five years ago and back, uh, it was not something that anybody ever talked about. Yeah. Um, and it, it was, it's been a huge problem, especially in the hunter jumper world. Of course, the anorexia and everything, eating disorders have been probably what the biggest one yeah. that, that we've seen in that world, more that world than any of the others, I think. Um, yeah, I would, I would agree. There's definitely, I feel like a lot of pressure, especially for the juniors in that discipline. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's been a big problem. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know. Is it a lesser problem now or is it still a big problem with in that world? You know, I don't know. And that's kind of what we're hoping to kind of dive into a little bit and figure out, you know, kind of like where of course it's the thing nobody wants to talk about either. Exactly. So it's kind yeah, of hard. To, there's so many yeah. things that people don't really want to open up to, but what we're doing, you know, is, is instead of saying like, 
um, you know, a lot of these campaigns have just been like, all sizes are beautiful. And, and while that's true, um, we're kind of going at it more from a not so much of a size standpoint, but like, this is what makes me feel confident. It doesn't matter if you are a size zero or if you happen to be a bigger size. We don't we're not mm. necessarily focusing on that part um, so much as, you know, I'm still strong. I'm still confident. I might not have, you know, like I might hate my my butt or my hips or my stomach or whatever. But these riding pants, like they fit really well. And, you know, your confidence improves when you feel better about yourself um, and your writing improves as well. So it's kind of more of the confidence and empowerment thing more than focusing on a specific size. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And we all yeah. have... To extend that even further, no matter what you're doing, we all have our favorite clothing, don't we? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if I'm going on a, an important appointment, there's certain pants I wear and get you know, a certain shirt I yeah. like, even though I have get, 20 like, others. Stuff on. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, it's true. There's a certain brand you like and, and, you, and you have certain clothing that you wear at certain times. Yeah. Uh, that are your favorites. Why do we have so many clothes if all we wear is the same five outfits? I like literally, I, I literally wear the same five outfits every day, and I'm not sure why I buy clothes. I mean, I really don't buy clothes. Maybe that's why I wear the same five outfits every day. <laughs> you haven't been to Goodwill know. lately? <laughs> no, I haven't. Little, Which is where all horse budget. girls buy clothes. Yeah. <laughs> See, most of my outfits are t shirts from podcast conventions. <laughs> so, so there you go. And I do know that Jemmy wears the same five outfits all the time, just like I do. So. True story. Uh, yeah. Well, I buy a lot of my riding clothes on like like resale because yep. it's you know it's the way to go, man. Yep. We lived in uh, when we lived in the North Shore, of Massachusetts. Jennifer loves Goodwill and uh, any used secondhand store for clothing. But we lived in the North Shore, of Massachusetts, which is where all the billionaires live. Up there oh, in Beverly yeah. and up that way, where Myopia yeah. Hunt Club and all of that, and they had a re- secondhand store. Well, it would be all the rich people that wore it once, donating all this like five hundred dollar dresses oh, and two thousand dollar outfits to the resale store because that made them feel good, right? And right, then yeah. you'd go in and Jennifer would buy these amazing like thousand dollar outfits for forty bucks. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so it, it is. Right, uh, the right time. It you know it, it is a it is a thing and uh, well that's good you guys are, I love that your magazine dives into things that are a little bit different um, yeah and and you're not something that we see all the time it's definitely something that we saw an opportunity for right because all the other outlets you know they do such a great job of of covering you know current events and news and and you know while there's still some of that that we do. Um, you know, our niche has really become, you know, humanizing people or upper level writers or amateur writers or just kind of bringing us all on the same level and telling stories that, you know, about these people that, you know, maybe wouldn't necessarily be the first focal point of another article. Um, you know, so I think that that's a really important story to tell. Like, for example, our cover this month is Ashley Holzer. And, um, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but it's just, you know, it's all about her being kind of the matriarch figure with the girls that she's coached and kind of brought up through the levels. And I don't feel like that's necessarily, you know, I'm, I'm sure other, I'm sure many articles have been well-deservedly written about Ashley, but, you know, we kind of only made it about this one part of her life that has been, has been really important. And so that's kind of where we find our voice, I think. I agree. And I think that's that that was a perfect way for you guys to go. And it really fits yeah. with the podcast too. I mean It that, really, really does. I mean <clears throat> it really kind of lets us relate everything to each other um and, and give our readers and our listeners something a little bit unique and different. So, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously and that's why I think it fits. <laughs> I did a uh 
I did a Facebook Live the other night with uh, Biz Stam, one of our auditors. We do that in the oh, auditor yeah. room like once a week. Uh-huh. And uh, Biz was fascinated because she had just gone to China and we talked about her trip and how she thought she was going to be arrested the first night and all that stuff. So it was an interesting story. But uh, in the comments section, we got talking about shows. And of course, Heels Down Happy Hour came up. They do love your show. <laughs> so. Well, good. So good job with that. And uh, that's about it, right? Till we talk again in a couple of weeks. And of course, you can find Heels Down Happy Hour on our app. Uh, By the way, I did, I've forgotten to mention that. The app has an update. So whether you have iOS or Android, go in and do your updates on the Horse Radio Network app. Uh, Actually, the shows have been shuffled around a little bit. Some old shows have been taken off and some new shows have been put on. So the app definitely has an update. We're working on the update that will put the microphone button on there, which will allow you to send feedback to all of the shows. And Oh, you, that's an you, awesome idea. Yeah, I haven't told you guys about this yet, but uh, yeah. what it's going to do is you'll hit the microphone, you just start talking into your phone. Uh, and then the file will automatically be sent to our servers and then we'll distribute it out to whatever show and then you guys can play them on the show if you have questions for whatever show it'll just make it easier it'll make it really easy Radiothon was one of the things we were thinking about because it'll be really easy to do your messages for Radiothon um or to do your really bad ads for Fridays, you can just record them there. So hopefully we're going to have that done in the next week or two. The programmers are trying to figure out just the best way to do it. And the sound should be really good because it'll be coming right through your phone microphone. Right. So we're hoping that that'll happen here in the next couple of weeks, as well as some new shows coming out. So wow. thank Super you. Super high tech. Yep. Thank you, Sally. Hey, hey guys, real quick, <laughs> yeah. before you drop off, Sally, I got a message from Ellen Ferranti. I just want to give her a shout out because she's not, I'm not the only one who nerds out over Michael Crichton and Jurassic yes. Park and all of that. And she wanted to clarify, <laughs> Michael Crichton, she says, was an MD, which I remember, thank you. And oh. first movie he, she saw about a, was about a virus called Andromeda Strain. Oh, that's it. That's that was I it. Of it. I'm yeah. yeah, it was a really good one. It's a really good, good movie, too. Yep. Yep. That movie will make Ellen. you think we're all going <laughs> to die. the book that I wrote. I read. I wrote. I didn't write a book. Well, he's probably written a, a few <laughs> about uh, dying. You hold know. on, hold on, hold on. It's got a, it's got like a, I feel like it has like a monkey on the front. Hang on. A drama oh. strain will, will make you think yes, we're all yes, going to yes. die soon. Um, yeah, yeah, it's I something about, about. It's about yeah. Ebola. Okay. It was about Ebola. Yes, 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 I can't remember what it's called either. But yeah, okay. I remember. Well, at least it. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer just chiped I... in a drama to strain best book ever. So so good, so good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, love it. <laughs> the show's so Very... off the rails. Thank you, Sally. <laughs> Thanks, Sally. All right. Hey, we wanted to give a plug too. While it's just Jemmy and I. We have a few minutes. Why don't we give sure. a plug for our last episode of uh, Finding Florida? Yeah, yeah. So the one that we, the adventure we just did or the episodes that have been released? The one we just released. Which... Okay, sure. So the fancy in Fort Lauderdale episodes. Oh my gosh, those are so much fun. <laughs> we had a great time with that. It, it's uh, episode, was it eight or nine? Eight. eight. 8B, 8A and 8B. Yeah, yeah. And, and so when we got out there, we did our whole hotel hop. And guys, if you... <laughs> If you are a fan of Glenn, which I'm assuming that everybody here is, just imagine him getting a pedicure and you will understand why this episode was just so fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) It was interesting. And there were mermaids. We had mermaids in this episode. So um, we got into some interesting things down in Fort Lauderdale. But we've had a ton of people saying they listen to the show that don't live in Florida. You don't have to live in Florida to enjoy this show. And if if you're planning on coming to Florida, 
and looking for something that's outside of the three major parks, then you want to listen to this show because we do find the things that are unique to all the different areas of Florida. We we, we were just in Tallahassee over the weekend. We'll give a little spoiler. We posted about this. (laughs) Jemmy did her first zip line. Yep, and Glenn was happy because I screamed once again. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> yep, you. But you have vertigo. I mean, when you I look do. down more than ten feet above the ground, you get wheezy. And the fact that you did, and this wasn't just a zip line. This was an adventure course with all of the ladders that are thirty feet in it the air, was. tight so, wire walking, and it was wobbly crazy. landings that are just there's nothing beneath you. And honestly, the scariest part was just getting up the ladder in the first place. I was surprised how well I I, I felt once I was up there because I was, you know, I I was able to just kind of take my time, grab onto everything and move on. But it is a little bit frightening. It was was intimidating. (laughs) But by the end of it, you feel super confident and strong. It was it was awesome. And they do have you hooked in. There's no way you're going to fall. I mean, no way you're going to fall. You might scrape yourself. You're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. But (laughs) some of them are very wobbly and very long, though. The one, the tightrope one where you just walked on. Yes, that was crazy. It is a workout, and what's cool about it is it's a workout for all those muscles you forgot you even had. Yeah, (laughs) I felt them. I don't know about you on Monday, but I was sore. Oh man, (laughs) it was good. It was good. That was fun, and you got to do a segue for the first time too. And uh, did with Tallahassee segways, and that was that was super cool. You know, I know you've done segways before, but it was a lesson learned that if you're going someplace and you just want to check out a town, and maybe you're moving there, settling in, whatever. Take a Segway tour if it's available because you can see everything on a Segway tour. It was so fun. And as we learned this morning, some of our listeners are uh, Florida State uh, alumni. And we got to go through the FSU campus, so we'll talk about that too in the yeah. show. And it was it's beautiful, and we know that we have some alumni from there. And, we, and you posted a video. Where can they go watch that of the Segway? Oh, gosh. Go to the Finding Florida podcast page on Facebook. You just Go on to Facebook and look up Finding Florida, and you can find it there. That's where most of it is. It's also on Instagram. I post it up on Instagram and Twitter. So basically everywhere on social media. <laughs> and that was uh, Jemmy and I racing around uh, Florida State. <laughs> oh, so good. It was so much fun. Yeah, I think I won officially. <laughs> Finding <laughs> we, were, we were going to circle. I think I won. <laughs> FindingFloridaPodcast.com is where you'll find all of that, or you can find the Finding, Finding Florida podcast also on the HRN app that's on there as well as every place that carries podcasts. So thank you, Jemmy. Thank you for joining us again. Jemmy now will be here Friday and Monday because Jennifer is heading off tomorrow off to Tara Carter's Ranch in New Mexico and going to do some cow work and some riding and some some serious trail riding in New Mexico. So she's look, really looking forward to that. And uh, Jemmy will be filling in. So thank you for just when for your covering. listeners thought you had, they had enough of me. That's right. We get more <laughs> of you. I don't know. You know, sometimes we talk about non-horse stuff like today. With that, but you know, we all watch movies. It's fun to talk about, uh, you know, that kind of stuff occasionally. So, um, we hope you enjoy that. We'll be back tomorrow. Is what is tomorrow? Horse Husbands. <laughs> it's the Horse Husbands episode tomorrow. We're recording that tonight. We've got a couple of volunteers, so we'll be doing a roundtable again. And then Friday, Really Bad Ads will be back. So get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. All right, we'll see you, everybody. Harry Potter not be on that list.